What's up? Welcome back to Guitar Blah Blah, the daily podcast for people that just can't shut up about guitar. And in fact, welcome to, I guess, a special milestone because this is the 100th episode of Guitar Blah Blah. So thank you for tuning in and listening in this obviously very historic, very important episode, huge milestone. Um, as with anybody who makes a 100 of anything, I've received my letter from the Queen um, if you make a hundred podcasts, it's one saying, do something useful with your life, you fud. Which I think that seems fair. Her handwriting's terrible though. Um, and the card smell of gin. So I assume that that's, everything's fine there. Probably she's probably fine. Um, but you know, it's, it's cool to have done a hundred of these. So thank you for listening, uh, to all the people that tune in regularly. And for all those people who tune in regularly, you will know, of course, that I love to talk about guitar builders and luthiers that I think do an amazing job of presenting cool and unique guitars and you will have also heard some episodes I have dedicated to um, as well as just in my music suggestions answering a completely fair uh, very reasonable question that I think gets asked quite a lot and could even get asked more of you know anyone like me who's talking about these uh whatever you want to call them boutique luthier small builder guitars whatever you want to call them um handmade guitars blah 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 um this kind of stuff talking about all these guitars talking about how interesting and unique and well made and and fascinating and inspiring all these instruments are and if you play them they're inspiring there's a very reasonable question in response to that which is you know if these instruments are so cool obviously they're out of most of our price ranges you know especially to own you know any any number of them like even one they can be expensive there are ones that are definitely more par with you know a factory made us guitar for example but you know these are still expensive and to to see a bunch of them around would be hard because they're they're out of people's price range especially like people who are you know like a bunch of us guitar people buying a bunch of different gear and cycling through gear that doesn't really work for this but apart from that if these guitars are so amazing and so unique and so special surely we would see a ton of artists using them and great artists using them because you know that for them is a kind of a business expense if they're a guitarist buying an expensive guitar is not as big a deal and especially if they're a bigger artist and you know they make that money back on the music they make with the instrument then you know of course that they would be playing at least some of these guitars and i just want to uh spend some time on some of these episodes like i have done uh in the past and in some of my music suggestions highlighting artists that do indeed play these whatever you want to call them boutique made guitars luthier made guitars there are tons of amazing artists out there who use them uh they might also use them alongside you know a strat or a les paul or whatever like for sure for sure absolutely uh, a lot of these people have a nice range of guitars that they've got at their disposal but uh, these guitars I talk about are absolutely in the hands of amazing and well-known professional musicians around the world, across the board in terms of genre. And I don't think it, you know, gets highlighted that much. And I think that's why it's a really fair question. One, because it's a good point. If these instruments are great, surely they'll be in the hands of some more musicians. Of course, they, the builders don't have the pull and the power to reach out and get to these artists and give them a deal like, hey, well, make you as many free guitars as you want or whatever, um, or have the promotional power and sway to encourage those artists for sure. You know, if an artist just actually gets out there playing a guitar, what they start out with, 
is then, you know, quite likely to be what they endorse, at least at some point. So, you know, of course, they buy from their local music shop. That tends to have the brands that it has, and that can be what the player becomes associated with. That's what they're used to. That's the guitar they like. You know, there's a whole bunch of little reasons why we maybe don't see... Um, these booty guitars in the hands of famous players as much as we might but actually it happens a lot more than we think and that's just you know these smaller builders are not necessarily represented as much in our guitar kind of media or whatever and that means that yeah there is this this kind of blind spot and it kind of makes it seem like there aren't many examples but there are good examples and cool examples from a bunch of different genres so like I say, I've tried to highlight that when I see it, especially with builders I talk about. And I got a really cool example I want to talk about today because it's also tying into something else I often talk about, which is guitar being used outside of, you know, whatever the normal guitar genres of music are, outside of kind of where we expect to see it, like in blues and rock and metal and kind of um, jazz settings, seeing the guitar, how prominent and important an instrument it is fitting into all sorts of other places and how versatile it is and how that's part of the guitar's future going forward. And kind of fights against, it's another angle to fight against this whole thing of like, you know, the guitar's dying, you know, and all that stuff that we love to shout down because it's just not really true. So today I want to highlight a musician who is doing very cool stuff uh, all over the world, big on the world stage across a variety of genres and is indeed using some very cool instruments that are uh, from Germany that fit into that whatever you want to call it small builder boutique let's just I guess use boutique because I don't really like the term but it's kind of the most widely used so we'll go with it Um, using boutique guitars from a builder who I have talked about a lot on this podcast and who you will hopefully hear lots more about and from on this podcast so this is the guitarist Bryce Desner Bryce Desner and you might have heard of that name um, or you might have or kind of heard of the yeah definitely most famous project of his uh, being um, a member of the band The National. The National really really big famous band out there in the world extremely popular and he is a core member of The National guitarist but also a composer. Um, so whilst a lot of people might have heard of the National War, or at least, you know, vaguely have heard of them or have heard some music from them without realizing because they get a lot of airtime and, you know, their music gets used on like all sorts of shows and adverts and so something about their music that kind of fits with that. Um, he's actually also a composer and uh, he does compose pieces for, you know, kind of standard setups of orchestras or quartets or like a solo cello piece or whatever um but he also does a lot of composition involving the guitar and pairing the guitar with piano uh pairing the guitar with orchestral instrumentation and that stuff is super super cool really nice use of the guitar really cool stuff not necessarily super like avant-garde or noisy or messy um really beautiful music out there definitely uh with elements similar to other ambient music or relaxing kind of some people like to say like new age music and things like that um definitely elements in there where the guitar interacts with the orchestra and you do get these nice calming slightly kind of rhythmic slightly kind of meditative um or even hypnotic kind of repeating swirling rhythms with some nice um 
crossing time signatures and polyrhythms and all sorts of things like this um which is really really cool and definitely you know has tonally it's not like crazy and out there it's definitely people have pointed out that it sounds quite a lot like you know other ambient music in terms of that tonality and it definitely has that uh which is cool but there's a bit more going on if you find ambient music to chill out to but you don't necessarily like to interact with it you don't find as much there to pull apart from it as compositions um from very much the sense of composing for orchestral instruments there is you know a lot also here to unpick and enjoy about the way that the rhythms and the um movement of the piece and the progressions to the piece work it's very cool and it's cool that the guitar is so prominent in so many of those pieces it means that you know if that kind of music just isn't interesting to you in general you can kind of be brought into enjoying this just because it's cool to see the guitar being used in a really cool way and there's some really nice intricate guitar work and two guitars playing off one another in really cool little intricate ways that uh you know you can just nerd out as a guitar person and kind of get into the music that way for sure um you know if you've heard like the kind of uh steve reich kind of stuff the steve reich um you know and it's definitely like influence from philip glass and, and and things like that um that kind of area so if you've listened to any music kind of from that area of music um you're gonna get it definitely in terms of the way the guitar work sometimes comes in steve reich's electric counterpoint is a great place to kind of start it which is something that's worth listening to in itself in terms of guitar work from a compositional perspective um with kind of swirling polyrhythmic elements different meters over the top of each other these sorts of things um yeah great kind of starting point to give you an idea if you're familiar with that how the guitar plays in here and how the guitar works in some of um the pieces from bryce desner um and the great thing is that on a bunch of his performances uh with orchestras which are on kind of big tv channels across europe and you know they're broadcast on radio stations and stuff and there's big performances of it up on youtube and everything um on a bunch of these performances and a bunch of these recordings he uses uh his daimel guitars from daimel guitar works in germany so uh, you know this is a a place that we've talked about quite a lot of times on these episodes about their use of sustainable um thermotreated woods and their thermotreated wood project i've talked about um the episode of meet the makers with guitar.com that documents their work as an intro to their work that i had the pleasure of working on with guitar.com um i've talked about some of their specific experimental designs with the firestar guitar and that's something that's also used by a lot of very cool um you know more experimental more avant-garde musicians out there as well um you know this is a great introduction to seeing their guitars in practice as well this is a very big very well-known composer has got to work with you know all the big philharmonics around the world and stuff like that he's also extremely well known in the pop world and the folk folk world having worked with an enormous number of massive names in that world produces albums um and kind of works with kind of on a record label and uh production perspective and it works from a whole different bunch of kind of wears a whole bunch of different hats and has worked on an enormous number of project with you know quite a dizzying array of musicians from across like sure like composition but also through the national some of the biggest names out there in uh, pop and rock music um to see an artist of this caliber uh you know who, who plays a, a whole bunch of different guitars uh, you know see him playing with strats and playing with various different guitars to see him so often using uh this cool um you know 
very passionately and lovingly made instrument from Germany is extremely cool. Um, and it's a great example of seeing how artists who, you know, out there could have deals with any number of companies and could, you know, play whatever guitars they want, choose uh, these guitars because they find something special in them. And especially when they're going across different genres and going across so many different roles as someone like Bryce Disney is, he finds that for something that he's wanting to do in a specific role or specific set of roles, the Daimo is the guitar of choice. And you see it so often in his performances and when he's performing his compositions. And um, it's very cool to see that that guitar obviously does something for him important amongst lots of guitars. That guitar does something very important uh, for him when he's working on these various musical projects. So really cool. So what I'm going to do is leave a whole bunch of links uh, in the description uh, of this podcast to stuff you can go check out. Some are performances, some are recordings. Um, I have particular favorites of mine, track Haven, which is this kind of double piano double guitar piece in the performance of that he's using the Daimo guitar for example but uh the way they kind of uh, just 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 the way that the layers play off each other is absolutely beautiful um and the, the actual progression through the piece quite subtle at times um a bit more stark at others is really engrossing like it's just it's just really enjoyable to listen to um it, it, you don't need to kind of wank off about it as like oh compositionally fantastic i don't know fucking anything about that um i think he's got like a me this guy's got a <laughs> degree in music from yale or something you know it's 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 all above my head in terms of that but uh it's just great to listen to and it's so enjoyable the guitar tones are really nice as well to come back to the guitar podcast and just nerd out about guitar for a second um you know not not necessarily something that the guy's coming at this from compositional perspectives taking these 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 pieces apart will get but um the way the guitar tones work is really great and you know obviously like i say he's involved in things on like uh the other side of stuff like the production side and things so he obviously has a lot of experience in that um and it's really interesting to see how that must play into this work because the guitar is when it's in the context of an orchestra or these other instruments like piano or like cello whatever you know it needs to sit as we would as we would often talk about in the mix in a different way and that means tonally dialing in a guitar sound is different and the guitar sounds are really kind of there's a purity to them and a, and a beautiful uh fullness and purity to them without kind of taking up as much sonic space as we sometimes wanting to as guitarists you know if we're in a three-piece band the guitar is taking up quite a lot of the sonic space there obviously we sometimes have a habit of taking up too much of it you know and we get muddy in the kind of bass end and you know when we start when you start playing with a band that's one of the things you learn is the guitar sitting in a certain spectrum a certain area of the sonic spectrum and you encroaching too much on other parts means you're kind of just muddying with other instruments um that's kind of even more heightened in an orchestra. But what's interesting is, you know, the electric guitar is not made for that situation. The other instruments there have been kind of defined over time uh, largely by their place sonically in that orchestra. You know, it's 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 in that context in which, you know, it might be a quartet, it might be a full orchestra, it might be any kind of combination, but it's built sonically to have a certain role within those contexts it's not just about being pigeonholed in one context these are all versatile instruments but there's so much about how we expect them to sound and how they're best sounding 
is defined by those contexts. That's not the case with the electric guitar. It's the case that the, how the electric guitar sits in the mix of a band, in a rock band, jazz band, blues, whatever, for sure. Um, you know, but bringing an electric guitar into an orchestra is something that you need to craft sonically in a different way and tonally in a different way in order to have it sound, you know, beautiful and to fit the kind of beauty and fullness and richness of an orchestra, but to sit sonically within that so that you're not treading on the toes of these other instruments and you can kind of hear that when you listen to these performances and and, and watch them the the guitar sounds a really beautiful clarity to the sounds but with a quite a different kind of tone to we would dial in for playing our music for the clean section or or whatever of our songs that we would play with our bands that's really cool and it, it's from the nerdy side of it you know from the musical side of it it's a different place to see the guitar just from a fan of guitar music it's a different place to see the guitar but from the nerdy guitar side of it it gives you a different perspective on the guitar and you see it in a different way being used in a different way so um that's a cool thing about it as well um i just wanted to point that out i do think as well that when you're crafting something so tonally different there having a a very specifically crafted guitar like from Dymo guitar works is a massive aid in that you know as as tools um having one that is so tonally kind of honed but also specifically crafted but also versatile and experimental as a lot of the stuff that Dymo guitar works can produce you know probably helps for that guitar to then sit in a different place and that that might aid it uh in sitting in the right place sonically when it's it's performing with an orchestra and this that and the other so really cool really enjoyed that like i said there's a bunch of links to stuff in the description and that's the music suggestion for today is obviously to go and check that out um and it gives you another little insight uh into who's using these guitars and kind of answers that question uh, you know another step towards answering that question if these guitars are so cool and awesome who's using them well he's a very big artist on a bunch of different stages whereas a bunch of different hats chooses to use these guitars very cool and yeah, I recommend you check out the links. Obviously, as always, listen to a bunch of music that inspires you. Make sure you play a bunch of guitar. Uh, look after yourselves. Look after one another. And I will catch you again for episode 101. Mm-hmm.